0: It had been years since Javier had visited Isidro, but it seemed that his younger self had been made far more welcome. Perhaps it was the difference between being a man and a child. One might be expected to lunge for a throne where the other would not. There was irony in that. Javier had never demanded his mother's throne, much less succumbed to the lunacy of pursuing his uncles hundreds of miles to the south. He was heir to both already." Time would bring both the Asandian and Gallic crowns to his head without any impatient action on his part. His recollections of Isidro were of a vivacious city, warmer and friendlier than his native Lutetia, but too much silence filled the streets now. He ought to have demanded a horse that he might see better, that he might ride as befitted a prince rather than walk as the lowly sailor whose part he'd played the last fortnight. A glance at his grim-faced guard, though, told him his demands would have gone unheeded and that it was as well he'd not made them, for the cost would have been his own embarrassment at being refused. Chagrined at the realization, he took a few light steps on his toes, peering beyond the tall helmed guardsmen surrounding him. Black banners fluttered far ahead of them, dancing from windows where nobility and the wealthy made their homes near the palace. Rippling fabric slashed against creamy buildings. Isidro was built of pale stone, a city of brilliance against the day's blue sky, and danced out toward the sky so lightly it took long moments for their import to settle in Javier's thoughts. Then, with witch-like clarity, he saw. Silver-streaked horror-lighting all the crevices of his mind. It set him to running, shouldering past the guards with youthful strength and the advantage of surprise. A shout came after him and he ignored it, fear rabbiting his heart as he careened through the streets, slamming into passers-by and sending up desperate prayers with each slap of his feet against cobblestones. He had not meant to come to Isidro to find a throne, but to seek advice. He could not fathom Rodrigo's death or what it might mean. Rodrigo was aging, yes, in his fifties, but fit and strong and Javier's world became an unrecognizable place without the idea of his uncle on the Asandian throne. New banners unfurled above his head as he ran, telling him the news of death was fresh, so fresh the people were still whispering it to one another. There were cries in the street now, voices lifted in sorrow. But power drove him forward and washed away any sense he might have made of their words. He had never run so fast, not even as a child unburdened by anything but a desire for speed. It was as though the magic within him hastened his feet, and shot out before him to clear a path. No longer did he smash into people on the street, instead they staggered aside, as if rudely shoved, and all he could be was glad for it. Behind him the honor guard gave chase, but they were encumbered by armor and swords, and Javier ran, if not for his own life, at least for word of a life dear to him. Black-banded guards crossed spears at the closed palace gates blocking his way. Fury rose up that he should be denied, and he neither knew nor cared whether it was boiling witch power or the guard running to catch him that gave strength to his roared, I am the Prince of Galen and you will let me pass. The guardsmen faltered, then scrambled to fling the gates open. He heard a curse from his escort, but he was already gone, racing through halls his feet recalled with more certainty than his mind did. They brought him not to the throne room or council chambers, but instead to Rodrigo's private rooms, where surely his uncle's body would lie attended by doctors. Sandalia had seen Rodrigo only a few months earlier, and had said nothing of illness, had said that the Prince of Asandia seemed to be growing bold at last. Only now did Javier wonder if that had been a sign of Rodrigo's health faltering, an indication that he, like any man, wished to leave behind a legacy for the ages, and thought himself running short of time to do so. Guards stood outside Rodrigo's doors. Impatient fear seized Javier, and witch power shot out. A concussion blast like the ones he and Belinda—oh, damn her, Belinda—had discovered together— his silver magic slammed into the men knocking them against the wall so hard he doubted they'd rise again and could not bring himself to care the doors to Rod-